All right, guys, we are back. This is the one championship bad blood preview. My name is Keith Shillen. I'm a writer and staff member with SureDog.com. Uh, guys, we have a huge weekend of fights, one of the biggest weekends in MMA uh, of the year. And kicking off that weekend, I can't think of a better way to kick off uh, a weekend full of fights than one championship bad blood. This is one of the most stacked cards one championship has. It is a card that I'm really looking forward to. So make sure you start off your Friday morning with watching one championship. If you live in America like myself, the card starts at 7.30 a.m. You head over to Bleacher Report or the uh, BleacherReport.com or Bleacher Report's uh, app or Bleacher Report's YouTube channel. You can watch all the fights. If you're on the West Coast, obviously it's 4.30 a.m., if you're international, you don't live in America, you're living anywhere else in the world, make sure you head over to One Championship's official website. Go to the events section. Check on the how to watch. That'll explain exactly how to watch the fights. Obviously, I'm not going to break down every single country and tell you how to watch it. The way this goes, guys, I'm going to go over all the five main card MMA fights. There is, uh, I believe there's a Muay Thai fight on it. But I'm going to go over the MMA fights. I'm going to break down the fighter's skills. Then I'm going to give my prediction. You don't want to miss this card. I know I talk up all the one championship cards. Obviously, I'm a big fan of one championship. But this card is really stacked. We have the bad blood in the main event as Bibiano Fernandez finally defends his title against John Lineker. And then we also have a one championship heavyweight interim title matchup. So you want to make sure we check out that. So let's get right into it. Before I start, if I pronounce anybody's name wrong, I apologize. There's a couple, uh, you guys know if, if you've ever watched any of my content, the names I struggle with most is the Asian fighters. So I apologize ahead of time. And of course, the hardest name on the card is the first one I have to pronounce. Uh, Desh Demarong taking on Daniel Williams. I'll start with Dengaram. He is a 43-year-old Thailand fighter. He's a very well. He's a former Muay Thai champion. He's a former one champion strawweight champion. He's a, an aggressive striker, a Muay Thai style striker. He's fits all these stereotypes when you think of a Muay Thai striker. I'll start with the bad stuff. He's a bit of a stationary target. Stands right in front of his opponent. Doesn't really circle away. Um, but. All the good, and he does any parry shots defensively, but all the good things that Muay Thai strikers do, he's got really good short inside shots, hard leg kicks, mixes his his kicks to the head, to the legs, strong plumb clinch, knees inside. He's a decent topside grappler, but a weak defensive wrestler and not, not a strong takedown artist. He doesn't really look for the takedown himself. If you take him down, he struggles to get back up. But what I love about him is he's got, even at the age of 43, the last time we saw him fight, he can still go hard. He's got good cardio. He can go hard all 15 minutes. Now move over to his opponent. A little bit of a, uh, a newcomer is Daniel Williams. He's an Australian fighter. Not much MMA experience. He has only four professional fights uh, under his belt. But he's a three-time Muay Thai champion. He's got... Uh, a lot of Muay Thai experience. So you like that. Uh, from the film I've seen of him, he's fast. He's very explosive. Big power. He loves to set up his power shots by going down to the body. 
I like that when he's attacking, he'll sidestep a lot. So he's no he's not always attacking on a straight line. He really steps into his shots. Good calf kicks. He'll throw some flying stuff to be fun. Uh, flying knees. The problem is he's so aggressive that he's very hittable, and he almost so he gets tagged with shots by lo- lower level guys than he should. Uh, some good shots too. He's reckless too. He he throws almost everything he has in his shots to the point where he over, he kind of over pursues when he jumps into the pocket. And I've seen him like trying to land strikes and almost knocks himself over with the shots, and he also drops his hands. So besides being hittable, he drops his hands. I haven't seen too much of his offensive grappling. I said there's only four professional fights, but what I have seen, he's if he's on top, very aggressive ground and pound. He one of the broadcasts, he's a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I don't know if he's moved up since then, but he's at least a blue belt. Uh, and it, when he has been taken down, he's shown some pretty decent get-up games. So as far as prediction goes, this is a really tough call. <clears throat> Excuse me, because Daniel Williams is an unknown due to his lack of fights. He's also taking a step up in competition, so it's tough to know what you're going to get. But I'm going to pick him to win, though. He's he's also a decorated Muay Thai kickboxer like Demarong, Desh Demarong is. Uh, he's younger. He's faster. He's more explosive. And, and I'm worried about Desh Demarong at this age. You know how much you know he's a lower weight class. Usually it's heavyweight where you see guys still competitive in their 40s. Uh, so. I'm going to say this is a little bit of a pass in the torch. Again, obviously, this is more of a gut call than, uh, you know, a educated prediction based on lack of film. But what I've seen of Williams, I do like his just his raw skills, his raw talent. So give me Williams. Uh, Demeron is such a tough dude. I don't know if he's going to take him out. So I'll tell you Williams wins by decision. Now moving on to a fight that I'm really looking forward to. We got Mark Abelardo versus Ruchan. Uh, Abelardo, he is a short, compact striker who uses footwork and movement really well uh, to kind of, he's kind of an all the way out, all the way in striker. He likes to move around, kind of get his opponent to chase him a little bit, and then suddenly he springs forward into the pocket where he's a really good pocket striker, throws lots of hard, heavy hooks. He's got some decent pop. Some of the things I do hate about him, though, is he likes to pillar, but when he gets inside, he unloaches a fury of shots. I mean, some of the meanest elbows I've ever seen was in his last fight when he took out Emilio uh, Urrutia with just brutal elbow after elbow after elbow. And he's throwing elbows from different angles. It was just brutal. Um, if you like violence, that is a fight. Make sure you check out. He also has some good leg kicks. He doesn't look too offensive wrestled much. But he's got strong takedown defense when his opponent looks to try to take him down. Uh, he also makes them pay for missed shots, which I love. Remember, one championship, it's not like like organizations you're allowed to see in the United States, your UFCs, your your Bellators. They do allow knees to the head of a down opponent, and that's something that uh, Abelardo looks to take advantage of. Now move over to Chen. Chen is Chinese fighter. He's only 25 years old, so it's really hard to get a grasp on him because at 25, he's not a finished product. What we have seen of him, he, he's going to be aggressive. He's going to have incredible output. He's, he likes to also get in the, bo- in the pocket. He's a pocket boxer. Power shots. He really steps in his shots. 
surprisingly, for a guy who wants to get in the pocket, he does lack head movement, which is obviously an issue if you're going to get in those kind of firefight, high output firefights. He also backs up on the straight line. Again, I mentioned he's 25, so these are things a young 25 fighter, 25 year old fighter should be doing, and things that he should be able to correct moving forward. Hopefully, he does. Uh, on the ground, it's his big issue. He's a he's got some weak takedown fence. He's not a strong grappler. He, he's not much of a submission threat. Uh, some good things about him, though, uh, back to talking about on the feet again, really good chin. I mean, he's been blasting in his last two fights with some really big shots and, and survived. But on the flip side, that could be a negative because how much damage he's taken in the last two fights, will that affect him in this fight? So as far as prediction goes, I'm going to go with the fighter I named first, Avalado. I really like him. He looks so good in his last fight. He's well-rounded. He's very aggressive. His elbows inside is so beautiful, and Chen just has some defensive holes. Uh, I expect we have a little bit of a war on the feet, which gives you know makes me favor Chen a little bit more than I would have if if Avalado looked for takedowns. But Chen, like I said, he has a solid chin, but that damage is going to have to catch up. I don't, and I haven't seen him fix those defensive flaws, so I don't feel comfortable picking him. If he does change it and he, he looks like a completely different fighter, I wouldn't be surprised. But in, until I see that, I'm going to go the opposite way. And I'm going to say Abelardo, based on what I've seen recently, he looks so good. I think he might get a knockout. So give me uh, Abelardo to, to get a second round TKO. So now let's move on. We have a, a really tough fight to call. We have... Yuzuki Saruda taking on Gustavo Ballart. Saruda, 34-year-old Japanese fighter, former one strawweight champion. He's very physically strong for the weight class. Bigger guy. He's a pocket boxer who throws a lot of looping shots, he, he, a lot of power shots, which kind of seemed like the theme for this card. I guess, I guess that's what you get when you have a John Lineker card. <laughs> you get guys who want to end, end the fight with one shot. Uh, Saruda really sits on his punches. Big, big power for the weight class. He can load up a little bit, so some there's a lot of tell signs in that where you, know, you open the counters. But he uses his size well, like in, in the clinch. He likes to clinch, uh, uses size. Good wrestler, good entries. He needs to improve on his top control, and his takedown defense isn't the strongest. But he does really well to work to his, his feet. The one issue I have on the ground is he's not much of a submission threat. He, he, so if the fight gets to the ground, he's more likely, gonna, if he's on bottom, you have to work his way up than try to end the fight. Now, Mubo Chibolardo, he's an extremely short fighter. He's only four foot 11. Uh, he's a Cuban fighter, southpaw, who's very aggressive on the feet, fast hands, uh, very wild, though, uh, with his aggression, throws hard, throws like every shot with power. He will do pretty much anything to get to the pocket because he obviously is such a disadvantage in in length against opponents. So he'll he'll rush into the pocket. He'll throw a Superman punch to close the distance uh, and get to either where he can wrestle or uh, get to the clinch. He's got a strong clinch game, likes little short, uh, beautiful elbows inside. And I mentioned his wrestling. This guy's an elite-level wrestler. I kind of buried the lead there. Yeah. When I say elite level, this is a three-time Pan American champion in Greco-Roman. This is a guy who wrestled in the Olympics. I mean, he's elite. Uh, very fast entries, beautiful upper body takedowns, inside trips, the things you expect from a Roman wrestler, a Greco-Roman wrestler, especially at that level. Uh, if he gets on your hips, lifting him, lifts his opponent in the air, slamming him. Uh, I've seen him suplex uh, an opponent in the past if if there's an opening there. So, 
prediction, it's a tough call because Saruto has such a size advantage. But, however, Ballard is so used to that, he should be able to try to get inside, work his, his takedown game. And I know I'm biased. Anybody who knows me, I, I come from a wrestling background. I'm very biased, especially the higher the level the wrestling goes, the more I tend to like them. Ballard has been to you know, the very top, being in the Olympics. I see Ballard getting a takedown. I think he's going to get a takedown over and over again. And give me Ballard by decision. Now we move on to the title fights. These are the ones that you tuned in for. Some really, really exciting matchups. We have two undefeated heavyweights going at it, with one of them going to be crowned the new uh, interim heavyweight champion. We have Anatoly uh, Malikin taking on Kirill Groshenko. Grish- um, Malikin is 34 years old, Russian fighter with a, with a perfect record. He's coming off that huge KO win over Amel Alikbari. He's a he's a big guy, not in so much in height, but just wide with muscles. He's he's very ripped up for heavyweight. He's aggressive striker with huge power. He showed that in his last fight. He doesn't. He he still needs to clean up some technical things. For example, he. For a guy who's aggressive, he tends to follow his opponent without cutting that cage off, which would be so great for a guy who's you know a big power puncher that he is, these big behemoths. If he can learn how to cut off the cage, it would just make him so much more effective. Um, he also doesn't check leg kicks, but I don't like, uh, especially with those big legs of his. But he's a very strong wrestler. He's not just a striker. Good entries. He loves getting on the hips, picking up, slamming his opponent. Uh, he's so slow, uh, strong, he will just... Um, throw your his opponent around i love that when he gets on the hips he's aware of his control and he'll like windshield what they call windshield wiper so make sure when he's slamming his opponent he ends up on the side uh, strong heavy top pressure hard ground and pound likes to advance to position um, get to the crucifix which he's done in many many fights he is a submission threat I mentioned in the past, he loves those strongman subs. They're talking Kimura's key locks. If he can get to that position, kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Ron Waterman. If, 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 uh, <laughs> back to the pride days, if, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, just a bigger, stronger guy who looks for the, what I call like the uh, Olympic lifting or uh, strongman, I should say, strongman competition type submissions like a, a key lock. Now move over to Grishenko, a Belarus fighter. Uh, he's you know new is crazy only five and zero on the feet. He's a little limited. Uh, hasn't shown me too much that I like. Basically, your basic one twos. Um, though he does have a little bit of sting in his punches. I wouldn't say he's a, a big power puncher, but uh, he's got some. You know he can he can hurt. Obviously, he's a heavyweight. Uh, he tossed out a lot of spinning attacks though. He likes spinning elbows, back fists, wheel kicks. Uh, he does have some powerful kicks especially if he goes to the teep kick which i like i like he likes to bat on the clinch just to use his size and wear on people we saw how physically strong he is and he just wore out his last opponent uh dustin johnson he's a very good wrestler strong he's got strong takedown defense good entries himself uh it's it's too soon to say he's not a submission threat he only has five fights but he does have one submission on his record so that's a good thing but at this point, he doesn't look like a submission threat, but we don't know. Uh, as far as prediction goes, tough fight because Groshenko's, you know, only 5-0. and It's hard to really grasp too much about him yet. But I'm going to go with Malikin. He's such a big puncher. I think he stops some of Groshenko's takedown attempts, makes Groshenko stand and bang with him. And I think he lands one of those big shots. 
So give me Malikin by first round KO. So if you're following along, uh, I have I've, I got a couple. I think that's two two knockouts. I think I've already called as we move on to the main event. So it should be a pretty exciting morning to kick off your Friday, or if you're on the other side of the world, maybe your night. A, a fight that I'm really looking for, one of the best fights of the weekend, one of the best fights of the year, really, if we'll be honest. Two of the best guys in the weight class, Viviano Fernandez taking on John Lineker. Fernandez, he, he hasn't fought in two years, which is obviously extremely concerning with COVID, you know, obviously played a big role in that. He's 41 years old. Now, Viviano Fernandez, if you're a hardcore fan, you know who Viviano Fernandez is. He's been one of the best guys in the world. Uh, and, and seemed like, uh, unfortunately, he's just started getting the recognition of what he's really done for, gosh, 2007, 2008, you know, but for a really long time now. Uh, he's well-rounded, though, on the feet. He's a little bit flat-footed, and he, as he's aged, his pace has really dropped down, so he doesn't fight at the same output he did years past, which is you expect. It actually shows a sign of intelligence at his age where he understands uh, the limitations and athleticism and and output and his limitations and the damage he can take at this age just it's just smart it's probably it's probably prolonged his career uh, and extended it much longer and and kept him at this high level for reason uh, but because of that slow pace a lot of single strikes he does throw everything into his shots when he does he loves his overhand right uh, some negatives he he had uh, Kevin, Kevin Bellingon who he's fought I think three times did have success going to the body against him, which you don't like. But Fernandez is not going to want to stand with Lineker. He's going to want to grapple. His striking game is to set up his grappling anywhere. He isn't the strongest offensive wrestler. He tends to reach to get the fight to the ground, not the best technique. But he's relentless with it. And because uh, he disguises it well with his striking, he gets takedowns that aren't the prettiest. Once the fight does hit the ground, though, Fernandez is an elite grappler, um, smothering top control, really, really slick back takes. He's a legit submission threat, has nine career subs in his career. He can get submissions from top, from bottom, in scrambles. Uh, it's really his best avenue of victory against a guy like John Lineker. Now, moving to Lineker. Lineker, he's short, compact striker who's extremely aggressive, I don't know if he knows what it like. I don't know if he knows that you could throw a punch straight because he just looping hooks, trying to end the fight with one shot the entire time. Uh, gets comes at you, shot at a cannon. Uh, loves to go to the body where he just whipping these power shots. The punches you see that you know you go to your local boxing gym and guys just doing uh, heavy bag work where you can load up and really turn your hips on everything. That's what Lineker does in a fight non-stop will even like eat a punch to land one of these big shots the nickname uh, hands of stone really fits him well because he's got absolute dynamite in his fist both of his hands he can knock you out with, a, with one single shot he's one of the guys in the weight class who has that ability to end the fight have it a spectacular highlight reel style uh he's got good hard leg kicks so he's not just hands not he doesn't. It's funny about his power with Lineker is he's not. He doesn't have the best technique, and many times he doesn't even carry his weight with him. I mean, sorry, he doesn't carry his, his hips with him to get his base. He's kind of lunging, which is surprising how much he can generate power with the 
with uh, being out of position. But if he really gets in position, uh, watch out. He isn't, listen, John Lineker isn't going to wrestler. We, we know that. He's going to want to stand and bang the whole time. But if you try to take him down, he's got strong takedown events. You showed that. He has a submission threat. He has four submission wins in his career. The, the issue is he has been submitted. I think he's been submitted six times uh, in his career, which obviously is concerning going against someone as good as Bibiano Fernandez. Now, this is such a tough fight, as I mentioned. Both guys are two of the best fighters in the world. However, Fernandez is now 41 years old. He's been out for two years, and at that age, you can really just fall off a cliff overnight. Fernandez is going to want to get this fight to the ground and work that world-class BJJ. But if he can't, I expect Lanaker to land some power shots in him. I think Fernandez will get a takedown, but I don't think he'll be able to keep Lineker down for the entire fight. I think Lineker is going to get back to his feet. I think he's going to put the pressure on Fernandez. I think he's not going to fight at Fernandez's slower pace. I think he's going to come out at an erratic pace. I expect him to work the body, and then I eventually think he lands a kill shot. Now, that is a really bold claim by me because maybe Fernandez has never been knocked out cold his entire career. The only time he's lost by a TKO was to Uri Faber all the way back in 2006, and that was due to cuts. It wasn't even uh, a not, a, you know unconscious knockout. However, Lineker is a big, big puncher. We haven't seen Bibiano in two years, and sometimes you just got to go bold with these. So give me Lineker. I say he finds uh, a big shot, and he does it in the third round. So there you guys have it. I say we have a new champion, both that obviously – it's going to be a new champion at heavyweight no matter what. But at the – oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Is That might not be true. But at Bantamweight, John Lineker uh, – oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Featherweight, 135, but featherweight in one championship. Uh, I think John Lineker wins the title. So there you guys have it. Let me hear your picks. Tell me who you're taking. Put your – you can put it in the comments here or message me on Twitter at Keith Schillen, MMA. That's my Twitter handle. And until next time, guys, enjoy the fights.